Hey guys, it's Adam from BizNexus, host of the BizNexus Roundup. It's our new podcast covering interesting conversations with interesting people from around the world of business acquisition and sale, which if you're familiar with the BizNexus brand, then you already know that's our wheelhouse. For our kickoff episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Mike Vrankovic from Empire Flippers. Mike heads up Empire Flippers' new passive investment program, EF Capital, which just recently launched and has been swamped with traction ever since. The program is disruptive for a number of reasons. First, as an operator, it gives you access to a potential ocean of capital you'd otherwise have a hard time getting in front of to fund a business acquisition. Second, if you're an accredited investor, this is something you should definitely check out and do some research on if you're interested in potentially putting capital to work in the online space, SaaS, e-com, any of these other areas that have just continued to accelerate. We'll be dropping these podcasts each week moving forward. This is new territory for us. So if you like what you hear, please spread the word. Give us some stars on Apple Podcasts. That's it. Let's get into it. Legal team, podcast conversations don't necessarily reflect the views of BizNexus Incorporated. Everything you hear is informational news and updates from around the industry. We're not recommending any investments. We're not offering any investment advice. Be sure to do your own homework. Hey guys, it's Adam with the BizNexus Roundup. Joining me this week, we have Mike Brankovic from Empire Flippers. Great to have you here, Mike. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mike's down in Medellin right now. You've been passing the pandemic down there for the duration, right, Mike? Uh, yeah, I've been here for a couple months now. I was back in Chicago and then I came down here when it started getting cold. I love that. Yeah, Empire has a distributed team, as do we. Uh, so we're all over the place. So we've got Mike here today to chat about EF Capital. Mike, I believe you're a partner in EF Capital along with Empire, right? Correct. I'm the manager of uh, Empire Flippers Capital. Great. And so we're going to run through that today. I think this is a, a really cool new way to invest in online businesses. I think it's going to be huge in terms of facilitating investment into this space and encouraging more operators to double down on the acquisition entrepreneurship game. I think this is going to really douse more gasoline on what is already a, a very active industry. So Mike, you know, we typically keep these things around 20, 30 minutes so we can get right into it. Why don't you just kick it off by giving us a little background on you Empire and the kind of the big idea, the elevator pitch for EF Capital and how that came to pass. Sure. That sounds great. So as many of your listeners right. probably already know, Empire Flippers is a online business broker. We're one of the larger players in the space. We have 70 full-time team members. Last year, we've brokered over $80 million in websites. And one of the requests that we've constantly had is, you know, if I buy one of these online businesses, can you just run it for me? Or can I passively invest in one of these online businesses? So that's how Empire Flippers Capital was born. This is a brand new program. The quick two minute overview is it's a platform for matching up passive investors and experienced online business operators. So the investors buy fractional pieces. Their investment is completely passive. They're not involved in any of the day-to-day -day operations or strategy or actually even picking what business to buy. The investors pick a operator based on that operator's track record, acquisition criteria, and strategy. And then the operator buys the business from Empire Flippers using our normal process, and they manage that business. The investment holding period is two to four years. The investors get quarterly reports and quarterly payments after a short uh, six to nine month delay. 
financials are put together by third-party accounting firms. And really the goal here is to make this one, to make it a passive investment or asset for investors, and two, give investors the ability to put together a diversified portfolio. So something with multiple operators, multiple different monetizations, different strategies and different risk factors and points of failure. In terms of numbers, investors are giving up one third of the profits to turn this into a passive investment. We're expecting to be able to generate something in the range of 20 to 25% average annual returns for investors. And the operators are putting in their own cash on every single deal. All their track records and performance will be public. And it's only open to accredited investors with either a million plus net worth or an income of 200,000. And the minimum investment is 10,000 per deal. And that's my accelerated pitch. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm sure we'll have to touch on some of that again, but that 25% annual return, that sounds great. How's it been going? When was the official launch date on this? I mean, obviously Empire is huge in the online space, but EF Capital is new. So when did you guys kick this off? Yeah, so I think we launched just a little bit over a month ago. So we launched in uh, early, mid-January. So we're a little bit more than a month into it. Currently, all of the, the six deals are raised between anywhere from 30 to 60%. I think across the board, we're a little bit over 40% of the money raised. And our, our hard close is at the end of March. But we've got some incentives for people to invest early as well. So you launched a month ago and you're 40% there and you're closing out in March. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And how much are you raising total? We're raising nine and a half million total spread across six deals. So each deal is uh, between one and two million. Oh, that's great. Okay. Interesting. And in what size deal are you focused on for, for this? Is there a set range that you're targeting? Yes. So each operator has a little bit of a different acquisition criteria. So each deal is one to two million total. Some operators are looking for one investment. So when in one of the deals, one of the operators is looking for a 1.5 to $2 million acquisition. One of the other operators is looking for multiple investments to take more of a portfolio approach. So for example, he's raising 1 million and his ideal acquisition target is 250,000. So we really tried to put together a diversified basket of deals here to make Mitigate some of the risks. Yeah. And I'm interested in hearing more about how the operators choose those targets in, in relation to their background and what they've done. But let's, I think it's logical place to start off is, is the investor. So we can hop into that if you don't mind. It, it seems to me that this is going to be a, a real area of interest. There's a boatload of these investors who are interested in this space right now, but have zero experience with it. Yeah. I think everybody is looking to diversify out of the public markets right now. Today, is uh, February 22nd, 2021. I think anybody who's been sitting in an S&P index for the past 10 years has quadrupled their wealth. And everywhere you look, I, I think we've got highly suspect bubbles in a, in a challenged economy. So the surface, I think this represents a really great way to potentially park your capital in a new spot. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about just how that investment vehicle is structured for the investor. You, know, you said accredited investors, is that the only qualification? And then you mentioned 10,000 is a limit. Is there a max? I mean, how much can you put in? What does the payout schedule look like? Just sure. maybe talk to me like I'm an investor considering EF Capital and what that would look like for me and getting my money back. Yeah. So those are all great questions. So I would say, you know, as an investor, you should only invest a small portion of your net worth into this. This is obviously a riskier investment. That's why the returns are higher compared to other investments. All the deals are separate legal entities. They're all Nevada LLCs. 
as an investor, you will be a owner of the LLC at your respective um, investment stake. And really the most important thing to remember here is that it's completely passive. So you don't have input on, on the strategy or on, on the operations or picking the business. Really the two problems that we're trying to solve is the specialized skill set. So you don't need to know how to run these online businesses in order to have exposure to them. And then two is the time component. We actually have some investors that already run their own portfolios of online businesses, but they are looking to deploy some of their cash without having to invest the time. And then the other important thing I really want to point out here is, you know, we've launched with six different deals. So as an investor, you should really not try to pick the one deal that you think will outperform over the others. You know, there are things that will happen out of our control, out of the operator's control. Uh, so you should really do a basket of these. In our base case scenario, we're actually expecting as many as one out of five deals to fail. And even with that, I think we can generate great returns for investors. Got it. Okay. And so if I'm investing and I have, I have no access to the operator, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? I guess on the front end, do I see a resume? I mean, what, what information do I have about the operator and what they've done? And then on an ongoing basis, what do I see with my investment? Am I getting quarterly reports? Am I getting, maybe you can talk a little bit sure. about that if you don't mind. Sure. So first of all, when you're picking what deal and what operator to invest in, each operator has a write-up. We talk about their experience, their track record, You know exactly what they've done in the past. Oftentimes these operators are past, actually in all the cases, they're past customers. So people that have worked with Empire Flippers, in many cases, they've bought and sold multiple businesses with us. So we're oftentimes the ones that have actually put together their PL statements, but all that information will be on the deal page. And then you have their acquisition criteria. So they're going to lay out exactly what their ideal target looks like, what they're looking for. And this will be directly based on their track record. So their strategy and their target will be something that they've done in the past successfully. And then we also have short audio interviews with each operator. So there's a 30 to 45 minute interview with each operator that goes more into the why of why they've picked a certain strategy, why they're looking for this specifically, and how they plan to manage and and grow it. So once you've picked your operators, you like, like I said, the investment is completely passive. You receive quarterly reports. The reports will include financials put together by third-party accounting firms with access to the bank accounts, with access to all the numbers. We'll put those in the reports and the operator will also provide commentary. Things like, you know, this is what I've done this last quarter. This is what has worked well. This is what hasn't. And then this is my plan going forward. And all this information will be audited by Empire Flippers as well. Got it. Got it. That's great. Um, and so then in terms of the the payout schedule, you know, putting 10 grand in, when do I start to see some money and what does that look like? I and mean, I know you have a, a profit share, what percentage of profits are the investors getting? And you know, what does that payout schedule look like on an ongoing basis? Sure. So the delay on the first payment is six to nine months. If you look at it, the individual deal pages, it'll actually explain if it's any longer or shorter. And that simply accounts for the time that it takes to find the correct business to buy. It, it accounts for the delay between uh, you know when money is earned and when it is paid out and also accounts for the operators reinvesting some of their earnings. So expect the first cash distribution to be six to nine months into it and possibly a little bit longer on the FBA deals. After that, the investors receive 
two thirds of the business profits. So if a business makes 30 grand in a month, the investors will receive 20 out of that 30 grand at whatever percentage they um, they have invested. So effectively there's a 33% carry, 10% of that is going to EF Capital and 23% of that is going to the operator. Got it. So that goes on for an ongoing basis, right? Until the exit, which is there a time limit on this? I mean, what's, what's the life Correct. of the, the investment? So we're expecting the average holding period to be two to four years. This will vary from deal to deal. The minimum is one year. So all the operators have agreed to hold the assets for at least a year to make sure that investors get um, favorable tax treatment if there's a lot of growth. But we'll, we're leaving it up to the operator to decide when to sell the business. But we're expecting the average holding time to be about three years. When the business is sold, investors will recoup their initial investment first and then any profits from the increase in sales value will be split at the same percentages where investors get to two thirds of it. Got it. And last question on this one with as an investor over two to four years, right? Which is a liquid, but not as a liquid as, as private equity, right? You're not getting stuck into something for seven to 10 years. I'm putting my money in for two to four years. What if, I mean, am I on the hook for any additional investments, any capital calls along the way, or is it just that initial investment and then wait and see? So that's a really good question as well. So we've set it up for there to be no capital calls. So whatever money you invest, that's your only investment, you know, and the operators are taking that into account for the strategy, especially for the physical e-commerce businesses. They're setting money aside for working capital and for inventory. But from an investor's perspective, there's no additional capital calls. Once your money is in, that's all that's needed. Awesome. And so again, this is, I mean, you have an ocean of investors out there who are interested in this space, but who have zero, who have a little experience or just don't have the time or inclination to go in and operate something on their own. So this, this is providing real access to qualified operators to make this kind of a potential investment um, passively for the investor, which is correct, which is, which is great. Okay. Let's move over to the operator. So yeah, we're about halfway through. We can talk about the operator just, you know, just as long as we did about the investor, if you go with that. If you don't mind just touching on that piece, kind of who qualifies and I mean, I'm particularly interested in what kind of experience, I know you're doing six deals now, so you probably have a backlog of operators who are applying for this. I, I imagine that's how <laughs> we do. Increase. Yeah, you're going to have your hands full on that one. So in terms of qualifying the operators, do you, do you have to have a previous fund under your belt or previous exit? I mean, talk to me about the operator and who they are. You're absolutely right. It's a two-sided marketplace. So we have to grow both at the same time. We have to grow sure. grow the investors and grow the operators. I know that pain. Um, <laughs> so the two things that we really focused for this first round was one, finding the absolute best operators we could, and two, trying to line up everyone's incentives. So one thing I should mention about the operators, what we're really looking for is an operator that wants to do one deal, build up a good track record. All the track records will be public, do a second deal and get to the point where they're doing multiple deals with us every year. So this way, the operators are heavily incentivized to maximize investor returns in order to build up the best track record possible. So all, all of our current operators and uh, hopefully all of our future operators will be in this for, for the long term. So the ideal operator is somebody that has either built a business from scratch and sold it, but the sold part is not necessarily required. So they need to have experience in managing and growing a business that's going to be identical to their strategy for EF Capital. So for example, if they've built a FBA business from scratch and have run it for three years or five years or whatever the case may be, they won't be able to do a SaaS business with EF Capital. So their track record has to be identical to what they plan on doing. If they've done this with multiple businesses, that's definitely a plus as well. And not only are we looking for good 
operators in their own right. We're looking how these operators fit together. So on this first round, you know, we have six different operators. We have two FBA operators, two e-commerce operators, and the other four operators are focusing on content. But even in those categories, they all fit together nicely with different strategies. So if an investor came in and did, you know, all the deals, they would have nice, uh, diversified portfolio to start. Got it. Okay. And so you'll just keep vetting these operators on an ongoing basis and, and building out their profiles. And ultimately, as an investor, I'll be able to go through and browse these profiles of operators. And some will have more and more experience with the F capital. Some will be you know, newbies. and Exactly. Okay. And any plans to, well, maybe, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if you're a first-time operator, obviously you're on your first six deals here, but on an ongoing basis, if you have operators who have success, will you jigger around that uh, compensation model? For them potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll have to see how it goes, but our plan is to reduce the required capital contribution from the operator as they do more deals. So we always want the operator to have skin in the game. So on these first deals, they're putting in 7% of the cash and they're effectively getting 30% of the profits because of their 23% carry, they get 30% total of the profits. So they're getting about four and a half X leverage. So we think on future deals, as these operators build up better track records, we can give them more leverage. So maybe we dropped their capital contribution to 5% on the next one. And then we continue decreasing it where they still have money in every deal. But you know, if they've done multiple deals and all these track records continue to be public, it just helps them scale a little bit faster. And I think it makes the cash contribution as skin in the game less important. So that's our goal. Our goal is to give them more leverage in the future. We're also open to more creative terms in the future. Like maybe we have a very specific strategy where it makes sense to have a different type of structure, but probably getting too far ahead on that one. Yeah, sure. We can, we can do a follow-up, definitely. But okay, so that current deal, if I'm an operator, so for anybody who's interested you know, listening to this, who, who's interested in being an operator, the deal is, you know, if you're looking at a million-dollar deal, for example, you said 7% cash, right? So 7% Correct. equity. It's actually 6.7%, but let's just round up to 7 to make the, yeah, to make the math easier. Keep it simple because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of doing this on the fly. I don't want to get caught. So let's stick with a million-dollar example, 7% cash, then you said 30% of the profit. So if it's a million dollar deal, I'm on the hook for putting down 7% of that cash, right? Yep. Okay. And any salary there for no compensation other than profit share, right? What does Correct. that look like on an ongoing okay. basis? Correct. So, so operators don't receive any other compensation. They're not allowed to take a salary. Any expenses that they have have to be a cost. So that includes, you know, their in-house team or any contractors or any services. So, you know, their only compensation comes from their 7% investor piece that they put cash in for and their 23%, you know, operator carry or said another way, you know, they're 30% of the profits. Got it. So I get approved to be an operator and then the money gets raised. And then I get a green light and, and I'm off, I'm off on the hunt. I'm looking for an acquisition. So how much time do I have to make an acquisition, right? From the point from starting to acquisition, is there a limit on that? Like traditional search funds, for example, might go you know, two years, but that's a different type of business. Obviously it's not an online mm -hmm. focused business. So, yep. so we purposely put a relatively short limit on it. So once the money's raised and once the fund closes, operators have 90 days to find their acquisition. If they're not able to find their ideal target, we will return the money to investors. However, we're not going to penalize operators for not being able to find what they're looking for. So if it gets, you know, if it gets to the 70, 80 day mark and they still haven't found something, that's not a problem. It won't count against them. If we send the money 
money back to investors, what we'll probably do is just turn around and do another raise with the same operator and say like, you know, they weren't able to find anything in the previous round. They would like to try again. You know, would you like to reinvest with them? The feedback we've gotten from investors is that most of them are open to giving an operator additional time, but we didn't want to make it an open-ended proposition where the investors don't know when they will potentially get their money back or how long it will be locked up for. Got it. So as an operator, if I don't make an acquisition, there's potential that the investors might want to just give me another three months, right? If, if they're really Correct. excited. Correct. Okay. Interesting. And where is there, am I limited to empire deals or where can my deals come from? Can I have kind of a short list of deals when I'm signing up to be an operator or, you know, am I going anywhere for deals or is it, are they coming out of the, the empire pool? Mm-hmm. So all the acquisitions are made on on Empire Flippers. So you're restricted to buying something from our marketplace. And we really wanted to do this, you know, to be able to control more of the process. And then there, the same restriction is there for selling as well. So you have to sell on Empire Flippers unless a, uh, let's say a strategic buyer comes along and, and they're willing to offer you above market, you know, then we're willing to to waive that rule. But you should expect to buy and sell on Empire Flippers. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I think this all sounds really, really great, Mike. I think this you know, obviously provides a pretty clear solution for, for additional financing for these types of deals. It's a huge problem in the industry and allows accredited investors to get into an asset class that otherwise have a real challenge getting access to. So I'm excited to see how big this gets. I'd, I'd love to check in in a few months and just you know, see where you are if you're up for it. This is clearly a timely offering today, again, February 22nd, 2021. This is something that I think is going to be attractive, especially uh, I mean, there's a backlog of, of operators. There are people who are looking for financing. That's a clear pain point. And then you have, again, the investors who want to get access to deals like this, but who just you know haven't had a way to do it if they don't have the experience and do it from a passive standpoint. And I think this really solves both of those, those pain points. It's a nice solution. So if you're up for it in a few months, maybe we can check in and, and see how things are going. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to be on, on the podcast again. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, thanks for being here today. Can you can you tell us where we can find you, how investors, operators listening to this show can get involved? We'll put all the links in the notes on the show, but maybe if you just run through where we can find you, that'd be sure. helpful. So first one for the operators, if you're interested in being an operator, please fill out uh, a form. I'll share the link with you. And the form will simply ask about your previous experience. And then when, when it's time to do the next round, we're going through all the form answers and we'll be reaching out to people to set up calls. So I'll share that the link with you. For investors, uh, the best place to get started is go to empireflippers.com slash capital. That will be the investor information page that gives you a bit more details on how everything works. If you click on see all deals, you'll be able to see the actual individual deals, see all the operators acquisition criteria, track record strategy, and you'll be able to see the interviews there as well. And um, just want to mention a couple deadlines. When is the podcast being published? Well, again, we're in our first five here. So we're really just starting out the, the BizNexus roundup, but we'll have this going live first couple of weeks of March. It'll be out there in, in Okay, Atlanta. Awesome. Awesome. So it sounds like everybody will, will have a chance to participate before it closes at the end of March. I'll share all the links with you as well. Great. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike. I think, look, again, we'll have all that info for you guys in, in the show notes, but thanks for listening to the BizNexus Roundup. That's going to do it for this show. Look forward to the next one and we'll see you all there. Thanks again for coming, Mike. All right. Thanks, Adam. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. Thank you.